This is the Housemade Podcast. We're your hosts, John Vieira and Nick Bobbin. We're here to cover your questions about home bartending. So let's get into it. Hey, welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Housemade Podcast. Uh, today, we want to talk about some of our new surfs that just launched. We got three new ones. We have Pineapple Paprika, which was, I think, created about a year ago. And when we did a newsletter uh, this last go around this last summer, uh, we asked everybody what syrup that they wanted to see come out and with almost unanimous votes, everybody wanted the pineapple paprika. We've been rocking it in the bar um, in a in a really iconic drink for us. And guests just really wanted to take it home. Uh, also, we're going to talk about our cinnamon syrup that just launched. Something we wanted to uh, get out in time for fall and cinnamon apple mule time. And then we finally caved and did a simple syrup that we're bottling. Although I, I still had a hard time just selling sugar and water. So we af- actually beefed it up uh, with some gum Arabic and made it a lot more traditional, uh, like you'd find in the Jerry Thomas uh, manuals and stuff. Yeah, the cool thing about the, um, the, the gum Arabic in a syrup like that is the texture that you get from it, right? Oh, yeah. So as you guys may know, uh, especially if you've made simple syrup at home before is when you do kind of just that standard one-to-one you get the flavor that you want it's just water it's kind of it's kind of watery it's kind of runny it doesn't really lend its hand uh to the viscosity of the cocktail Mm -hmm. and sometimes especially with a drink like an old-fashioned or something like that it is really helpful to have something that makes it a little bit more smooth and velvety right The, the craziest thing about that gum so it actually comes uh out of a tree that's from the African continent. We buy it in a powdered form because it's way easier to work with. It's awesome. So what it actually does on a sciency level is it actually takes your water activity and it brings it quite a bit down, which is great for your shelf stability, but it also gives a really awesome texture. So what we're getting from it is we're rocking the same water activity or consistency as a two-to-one, so like our ginger syrup, that's really thick and nastily viscous, uh, except it still pours like a regular one-to-one simple syrup would pour. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. Well, and it's not overly sweet. Yeah, it's not crazy sweet. So when you start making a cocktail that maybe only needs a half ounce or a quarter ounce of it, you don't have to be like, well, I guess I'm going to use an eighth of an ounce a of drop. this yeah. so that it's not too <laughs> sweet. Um, but, it, I mean, it works so well for that Mm -hmm. you can put a pour spout in it no problem and almost every cocktail well 90 percent of the cocktails anyone's ever going to make has some kind of simple simple syrup syrup in it it. yeah Yeah. and and i always thought oh well so i guess i want to talk about the gum arabic itself it has kind of a smell it has like a sap sap like smell to it almost zero flavor so even when you're putting it in like gin well gin's not it's vodka Putting it in vodka, still not going to, the gum's still not going to come through very, very well. But it is the the classic way, yep. like you, you talked about earlier with like Jerry Thomas and some of those guys, it is kind of the classic way to make a simple syrup, um, specifically for that texture. And so, you know, we wanted to... It was so exotic back then. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to kind of stay, 
true to the roots of of what we do with the bar program at Craft and how Housemade started. It needs to be accessible for everyone, especially for all the enthusiasts and home bartenders, but it needs to still be really cool. Yeah. And I thought that I was like, well, why, why would we do this simple? Like it's so easy to make it home. Why doesn't everybody just make it at home? And then literally last week, I don't remember what we were doing. We came home to make some daiquiris and I was like, Nah, I just grabbed it off the shelf and cracked it open. I was like, okay, this is, I get it now. Now we might The convenience be, factor yeah. is so the, good. The convenience is there. We're an extreme example of that because there's an entire garage full of syrup out syrup there. Ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but f- for the rest of you, yes, you can absolutely make your simple and we've been preaching this forever. You should. If you are not too lazy to do it, you should. We wanted to have this product because a lot of people aren't able or aren't willing and they've asked for it. Mm-hmm. So it is really cool to have. Um, and it does work extremely well. We yeah. used it that day in the daiquiris mm-hmm. and it was phenomenal. It was awesome. And the funniest part too is I put it on the website. I put it up for sale. I put it on our sales material. I'm like, no, I didn't even make it. I'm like, no one's going to order this. And yep, I got up the next day and I sold a whole case. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> to go down and make it real quick and bottle it just to ship it out. One of the other ones that you mentioned, the cinnamon syrup. Yeah. We've been getting a lot of questions on this one just because time frame wise, it's really launching at the right time. We're coming oh, into yeah. fall. Um, or I guess it technically is fall now. And it it's interesting to have uh, a syrup that is very one-dimensional flavor-wise because mm-hmm. a lot of our other syrups... It's have got, a lot of stuff going on. Even, even the ginger syrup has, you know, like spice and stuff to it. So it's not like it's just that one thing. Um, the reason for that is because the main use for the syrup would be as an additive to other things, right? So when you start talking about uh, maybe warm weather cocktails, we've talked about some tiki stuff. You start talking about the combination of things like grapefruit juice and yep. cinnamon, right? Having this as a separate ingredient allows you to mix that ratio as you see fit. So you can make your own uh, mixture of things. A lot of classic cocktails do call for, you know, like a half ounce of cinnamon syrup. Sometimes it sucks to have to make an entire batch of cinnamon syrup so that mm-hmm. you can make a cocktail with a half ounce of it, right? Oh, right. If you're not going to use a bunch of it, it may not be shelf stable. So that was kind of a, a hole that we wanted to fill with Housemade. It's something that plays with plays nicely with other syrups and other ingredients, right. but it's shelf stable enough to where you can keep it in your fridge until you're going to use it. Yep. Well, and a little bit past just that one dimensionalness, since since we have a lot of gum floating around right now, uh, we beefed that syrup up with gum arabic as well to give it that same kind of velvety texture and feel. We should also talk about the non-alcoholic uh, uses for it too. Cinnamon's a great additive to any kind of baked goods, coffees. Yeah, I put cinnamon in everything. Oh, yeah. And as you guys have probably all experienced, uh, you grab like powdered cinnamon or, or like, you know, I keep it in like a little shaker or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can sprinkle. It's chalky. It's yeah. chalky. But you can sprinkle it on stuff. But like if you put that in your tea, it doesn't really incorporate into it. It mm, just, just kind of sits on the top. It just hangs out. This is a way that, you know, I don't know, coffee, herbal tea, hot cocoa, like literally anything you want to add cinnamon to. Mm-hmm. This is a much more efficient way to right. do it. Um, you know, on the cooking end of things, it's kind of interesting when you start looking at at flavors. There's actually cinnamon in, in a like lot of everything. There's a lot of yeah cuisine that uses cinnamon that you wouldn't 
really necessarily think about or notice that cinnamon is in it. But it's, it's a, a huge supporting part of it. role. Yeah. Yeah. You'll notice if it's not there. And so, you know, that's that's a really cool way. Like I don't, I had a stir fry one time that actually had like some cinnamon type flavors and yeah. it was really tasty. Didn't we have pho in the um Kentucky that was like had quite a bit of I like I didn't know it was there until Dustin said it. He was like, Oh, I taste that that heavy cinnamon. Oh, I think we, yeah, I think we did. And I, I was can't like, remember cinnamon? I, I just thought it was weird. I'm like, Vietnamese food, like cinnamon. I was like, hmm. Yeah, I think we did. Was it that little, like, house place we went to? I think it might have been, yeah. yeah. That was super good. It was It was delicious. But yeah, I mean, and, and so say, um, I don't know, one thing that I always talk about with the ginger syrup as far as, like, other applications is making ginger carrots around this time of year. Oh, yeah. Well, what about cinnamon ginger carrots? Oof. That's even better. Oh, that is better. Or like cinnamon cookies. I was thinking about a glaze. I'm going to have to try it. Maybe taking the syrup, putting it on the stove, heating it up, getting it to like almost crack state with the sugar. Yeah. And then drizzling it on top of cookies or making a glaze or something with it. Yeah, you could glaze for sure. That'd be good. Like a snickerdoodle style cookie. Oh, yeah. That'd be amazing. So there's lots of applications. It it seems a little one-dimensional on paper, but um, one of my absolute favorite uses for it, especially now that it is fall, is combining it with our ginger syrup. Mm -hmm. Uh, in a cocktail so we have one of our most popular seasonal drinks is the cinnamon apple mule yep that recipe is up right now at housemadesyrup.com and it's phenomenal the ginger alone when you make a mule is is really good but to have that um that cinnamon Cinnamon in there with it without having to use that you know the shaker thing like i was talking about where it doesn't really mix in Mm -hmm. it's not quite the same it tastes phenomenal and you can use any spirit uh at the bar we make it with apple brandy just mm-hmm. because it kind of gives you that apple flavor to go along with the ginger and cinnamon. Right. However, if you're a bourbon drinker, you could do do it with bourbon. You can make it with uh, with vodka. You can really make this mule with any spirit that you want. Yeah. You still get that, that cinnamon ginger kind of combination Man, going on. I'm almost, this might be hyper sweet, so you'd have to try it, but like Jim Beam apple or something like that or some oh, kind yeah. of flavored apple whiskey. It, it would be bees on the sweet side for sure but yeah, a lot yeah. of people that's what that's they, what they're after that's what they're yeah. after yeah uh so, so definitely something to try um man i can think i mean there's almost a zillion oh yeah practical applications for <laughs> it so anyway i was really excited to see that one come out because that is definitely something that i've thought about making before at my uh-huh. house and then i was like you're like, dang, that's a lot of work. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, sugar, pretty much everyone has. So if right, you're like, right. oh, I'm going to make simple. You're like, okay, well, where's my sugar? Yeah. Cinnamon is different because most people don't just have cinnamon sticks lying around. No, if it's just that powder stuff usually. Yeah. So like, you know, this time of year, I guess you might have some cinnamon sticks, but yeah, I've been foiled a couple of times when I was no, like, totally. oh, I'm just going to make that. And then I'm like, no, I'm not. Well, so the weirdest thing about the cinnamon and why I was like, yeah, we should do it is uh, the big tiki application. I know it's like the wrong time of year to talk about that, but it's like... That classic Don's mix, cinnamon syrup and grapefruit, that that was where it really piqued my interest with this yeah, one. Don the Beachcomber, I think we've talked about him before, but for those of you guys that don't know, um, he he's like the guy that made Tiki happen. <laughs> um, he was very secretive when he was coming up with his cocktails because everyone liked them so much and it was such a popular style um, that was emerging in the cocktail world that everyone was trying to steal his stuff. So he had a lot of uh, flavors and mixtures and things like that, that he basically just signed like a number to. Yeah. Um, And so there was, you know, spice number four and things like that. (laughs) And nobody really knew what they were. 
Uh, and in fact, a lot of the people that were mixing the drinks in the back room didn't actually know what they were. They knew how to make them based, based on, on the this. recipes, yeah. but not necessarily what was in it. Uh, come to find out some years later, I think somebody that's way smarter than me reverse engineered it and tried to figure out uh, because of the classic zombie cocktail. It used this uh, this mix that he called Don's Mix Number 2. Well, come to find out, it is a mixture. If It's a two-to-one mixture, if I'm not mistaken, of uh, grapefruit juice to cinnamon syrup. Or, or some kind of cinnamon. I mean, I'm sure what they were making was varied. But yeah. the fact is, it's an incredible flavor combination that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Right. You, you wouldn't think, like, what, could, what tastes good with cinnamon? Grapefruit. <laughs> but it does. It's really good. And uh, it was absolutely essential for the zombie cocktail. And the zombie cocktail is one of the most famous tiki drinks ever. It's kind of what started a lot of these other drinks that came out. I mean, that when did that when did the zombie even come out? Was it like uh, it was in the forties? I think that's the when 40s? they were doing. I think yeah. that's when Don was around doing all this stuff. I mean, yeah, it's it's just pretty iconic. So, but Yo, in the tiki scene, it's like mid forties. It was right after World War II had ended. Everybody had come home, and it was like the birth of escapism, pretty much. Yeah. So anyway, he was the man. Um, there should be a documentary coming out, I think, this next year about him. Oh, it's going to be cool. really interesting. I can't remember the production company is putting it on. It was like a little kind of local product. But yeah. Uh, anyway, hmm. so yeah, that because of the popularity of that drink and, and the combination of exotic flavors, that cinnamon syrup became pretty popular in some other oh, drinks yeah. as well. And I mean, it's just not the same without it. Right. Okay. So let's get on to... Uh probably our next heavy hitter in the syrup line is that pineapple paprika everybody loves this one this is crazy well there's no reason not to love it unless you absolutely hate pineapple i guess yeah yeah and those people exist um okay so this guy so how this syrup how did how did it arise in the uh, craft lounge scene because right. you made it right yeah so this this was uh, a happy accident i was working behind the bar one day it was kind of around christmas time actually so it was definitely not like in season for what i was trying to do Mm -hmm. well yeah it was uh it was actually november because we used that syrup to come up with cocktails for the philharmonic oh that's right yep so it was for we were coming up with the cocktails for yeah boise phil and we already had pineapple syrup because i used to make like rock syrups with yep. like pineapple and strawberry and something else. Yeah, it was like a, it was a pretty nasty, like two to one. Oh, it was like so bad, overheated, uh, crystallizing like on the bottom. Like it was, yeah. So what I, what I was doing is I wanted to come up with something that was kind of exotic uh, because it was winter time, right? It was mm-hmm. kind of fall, winter. And I wanted for one of these cocktails specifically, um, I wanted that sort of flavor. And so... I was reading through the flavor Bible and I was just, you know, looking for flavor affinities or anything that kind of made sense. And I actually misread or combined in my brain somehow (laughs) that pineapple and paprika were a flavor affinity. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And I can't remember exactly how I did it. Maybe the page turned and I was busy making a drink and then I went back to it and didn't realize what I was looking at. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, it's not to say that they're not flavor affinities, but they weren't necessarily listed the way that I thought they were. Yeah. And so I just started messing around and making a a syrup and just seeing what I could do. And I combined a little bit of black pepper, a little bit of cayenne pepper, but mostly paprika, and then some macerated uh, pineapple. 
and just made like a simple syrup out yeah. of that. Had a really cool color, had a little bit more flavor and dimension than a regular simple, but it wasn't like crazy overpowering. We've since refined it, made it even better. And I think it's the best version of itself currently. The cool thing about this syrup is that because of the flavors that are in it, like I said, unless you absolutely hate pineapple, it works with every spirit. It's oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, because it's a high acid content too, just because of the pineapple itself. Yeah, I think uh, just because of the the type of flavor that it has going on, it, it's, it's not kind of singled out with any one mm-hmm. thing. I mean, it tastes absolutely fantastic with something like a Blanco tequila, but you turn around and make something, you could make almost the same drink with bourbon and that syrup. And it's like, wow, this is great. So the drink that we originally came up with for it uh, is called Sunset Silhouette. And it's a really, really popular drink for us. And it's actually gin based. So it works with gin. Yeah. We make that exact same cocktail and we sub out the gin for whiskey for one of our gals. Yeah. Whiskey, um, most commonly bourbon, but we've tried it with like rye and some other stuff as well. It's very, very popular with tequila. I think it's best with Blanco, but we've made it with Repo as well. Yeah. I mean, just like, I mean, it's great with rum. It just kind of works with everything. So the reason why I like this syrup so much is it's kind of like a Swiss army knife for your home bar. It's got a great shelf life, so you can keep it in the fridge until you need it. You don't have to use it all the time. But if you have people over or you're just experimenting with bottles that you may have laying around, it goes incredibly well with almost every kind of citrus you could imagine, other types of fruit juices, any kind of spirit base, egg white, non-egg white, stirred drinks, shaken drinks. I mean, there's there's almost no style of cocktail that it doesn't go with yeah, yeah that it's not and and here's uh here's actually one of my trade secrets um <laughs> so at craft we we don't sell uh flavored spirits because we put so much effort into making mixers and, and syrups and stuff like that so uh somebody had come in one day and asked for the i think it was the 44 north nectarine hmm. vodka they wanted essentially like a vodka soda with yeah. that and i told her hey sorry i don't have that but let me bring you something and see if you like it and what I did is I took regular vodka, I don't know, whatever she asked for. And then I put a half ounce, somewhere between a quarter and a half, depends on how you want it to taste. But I took about a half ounce of the pineapple paprika syrup, mixed it in, and then added soda to it. And it was pretty good. I mean, I tasted it and she was floored. Hmm. And that's awesome because, yeah. you know, when you have a home bar, you don't necessarily want to stock like every, every flavor, flavor on right? the planet. That's kind of crazy. So... It's kind of nice because you can just have whatever vodka that you like or, or rum or gin or anything for that matter. You can just stock that one. You can buy like a big half gallon of it and save money. And then you can have these other uh, syrups like huckleberry, pineapple, paprika, and you can have them as your modifiers. Hmm. So same concept with making like a, a lemon drop, right? right? That's why our huckleberry lemon drop is so po- popular because <laughs> it actually looks and tastes like something that's huckleberry. Right. It's not just the spirit that's flavored. And that's great, too, because, you know, what if you got family friends coming over uh, for a barbecue and we've got some underagers? Well, you can make them huckleberry lemonades. You just take the booze out, right? That's awesome. And so you're not relying on the spirit to have the flavor right. for you. So I don't know. I think uh, I think it's definitely one of the most capable syrups that we have. And I, I really don't think it's... Um, seasonal it doesn't seem like something that you would necessarily like use or sell a bunch of in right fall in the winter yeah or but winter that was literally when we came up with it that and was when, when it came it yeah became popular was in the winter yeah so it works 
And like I said, it's not, I mean, it's not like crazy fruity. Oh yeah. It's got it's high got, acid content, super vegetal. Cause we're using uh fresh peppers now. Yep. It's got a uh, fresh bell pepper in there. So it has, it has like almost that, like a vegetal characteristic to it that you can't really get with any other ingredient. Like no booze that you're going to put in there is really going to have bring that, that kind up. of flavor. Yeah. That being said, you could use something that was kind of like earthy, like maybe like a mezcal mm-hmm. and that might be really good with it. Oh yeah. But it's just got, I don't know. It's got a little something. It's got like just a hint of spice to it, but it's not spicy. So it's not like somebody who didn't like spice would <laughs> taste it and be like, Oh my God, this is ah, too spicy. spicy. Yeah. So yeah, it's all it's just like very undercover. It's like the secret agent of your uh <laughs> of your syrup cabinet. Oh, that's great. Well, cool. So yeah, all those are live uh on the website. We uh if anybody hasn't checked out the website, we finally were able to launch, got everything, all the bugs worked out. Brand new, beautiful website. John's been hard at work taking all the pictures. Uh so that turned out super awesome. Uh free local shipping. Still, we have getting pinched on uh, on inflated prices like everybody else, so we're having to charge for shipping out of the area now. Um, but it shouldn't be. We're on Shopify, so they're giving us a discount, so it shouldn't be outrageous. Um, gosh, what else have we been doing? I think that's about it. Check it out. Uh, we just got some. Uh, we just got the proofs back, actually, from Beam Centauri for the Neckers. So the little hitchhikers, we did 50 mLs of the Orgeat and the Huckleberry syrup. And they're going to go into the liquor stores, I think, uh, Idaho, Oregon, Montana, and Wyoming to start, which would be really cool. They're going on uh, Cruisin, Rum, Knob Creek Rye, Jim Beam Black, and the Centauri Haku, and um, what's the other the one? Toki. Toki. No, uh, no, the vodka. Oh, the vodka, the haku. Haku, and then the gin is Roku. Roku. Haku yeah. and Roku. So okay. we'll go on both of those. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, they looked, I, I didn't like look at them super deep, but um, the proofs look The awesome. marketing is sexy. Yeah, it looks great. So yeah, when you're uh, in the liquor stores this uh, uh, this this winter, this fall and winter, uh, keep your eyes out. You'll be seeing our stuff hanging around. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and harass your local liquor store and tell them they need to bring our stuff in. Yeah, so. yeah. We'll, we'll do another listing. I don't think we can do another listing until January now, but we'll try it again. See if we can't get in there. Uh, just real quick on the new website. I think we maybe have touched on this. We put a lot of time and effort into making the recipe section uh, as legit and usable as possible. So you have a filter component that's built right in. So you can filter cocktails by a specific syrup type or a specific booze type. Um, mm-hmm. So we do have a lot of recipes up. We're still working on uh, getting the photos and everything to put even more up. But currently, if you went to the website, you'd be able to click on pineapple paprika syrup, for instance, mm-hmm. and get some recipes for some of the stuff that that would pop up that we've already done. We'll be adding many more. Same goes uh, for all the other syrup types. And then just know that you can play the Mr. Potato Head game as well. So if yeah. you, you, know, you try a drink that you really liked with our huckleberry in it, well, try using this instead. Right, right, right. Um, it's also something to note too that on that recipe section, it's not just limited to our syrups on there. So we're trying to get just any recipe. We're trying to catalog. If there's something you guys want to see up there, uh, sh- shoot us a, a message on the website, comment on on anything, uh, and let us know what you want. And we'll, we'll get our, we'll get up there fast. 
Yep. It'll take a little bit of time to get uh, everything up there that we want to do, but we want it to essentially be a one-stop shop for anybody that's looking for recipes. Right. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.